Video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. This is Progress Bar Radio. My name is Anthony Shelton. If you're in the chat, come on in. Say hello. How was your weekend? Hope it was good. I had a pretty good one. We're going to talk about the Halo 5 Warzone mode and talking about The Witness and the difficulty I presented on the topic I presented on Wednesday. Got a clear, few clarifying remarks to make about that. If you're listening to the podcast, you can join us every weekday. I want to hear your thoughts also, so please feel free to join us live every weekday, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We got songs from Yes for Keed, Ron D. Prisco, and Ergo Sonic, so stay tuned for those in between segments all right so if you remembered on wednesday i talked about the witness and how jonathan blow said there's a level in the witness that has that's so hard that it's one percent basically one percent of people will be able to beat it he said it's only one level there's about 600 something levels in there there's only one level in there And I presented some points about what I thought concerning that. And yeah, this is a pretty divisive uh, topic. Hardly anyone agreed with me. I think there was one person out of many that happened to comment on that particular episode. No one understood my point of view. No one wanted to understand my point of view. Or point of views, really. The only thing I was bringing up, maybe, I, and I will say this, maybe I explained it wrong. In hindsight, I'm like, eh, I might have explained it wrong. Totally possible. I'm human. I asked, what's the point of putting in a level only 1% could be? That's the question I ask. And everyone boiled it down to challenge. And I'm thinking, well, duh, that's the easy answer. But... I found that this is something unprecedented. We're not talking about something, uh, you know, 20, 30% of people will beat. We're talking about something only 1% of people will beat. I had somebody bring up the Dark Souls New Game Plus. It's like hardly anybody went to that and beat that. And that's true. But that's Dark Souls, which the entire game is based around difficulty. And we're talking about a mode specifically set for that cut type of extreme difficulty. It's not like the base game is that difficult. It's not like Miyazaki came out and was like, only 1% of people will be able to finish Dark Souls. I mean, if that was the case, I'm pretty sure Namco Bandai would wonder, eh, maybe the game might be a little too difficult. Everybody just boiled it down to challenge. And I agree with that. I believe challenge was part of that. But I also believe there were other points. 
which I brought up in that episode. I found it interesting. Jonathan Blow had to mention it in the first place. I mean, was it for his amusement? Was it for his ego? I think that's part of the equation. I mean, it's obviously for bragging rights. If you're one of those people, that 1% of the population that can beat that level, that's bragging rights. Granted, I think 99% of other people wouldn't care. You could brag to your inner circle of friends or the people you hang out with on discussion forums and stuff. But after that, not really a whole lot of bragging rights. And it's not like something like that can't be trumped by somebody else doing something better or what they perceive as better. So bragging rights, eh, who cares? I also considered maybe he was making commentary about people who make walkthroughs and YouTube videos, YouTube walkthroughs. I was thinking maybe he was making commentary on that and saying that even if you beat this level, if you use a walkthrough, you're cheating and you're not necessarily a part of the percentage that beats the level. He's talking about people who don't use walkthrough. thought he was making subtle commentary on that. But no one liked any of those thoughts. They figured it was one thing and one thing only. Challenge. That's it. It's only about the challenge. That's all. There's nothing else that it could be. I'd say that's pretty myopic thinking. But one person did bring up an interesting point that changed my mind, at least on the idea that, because I said using YouTube walkthroughs aren't cheating. Not when you've exhausted every everything you could figure out. When you've worked out the puzzle, you did it so many different ways, the only thing that's left in your mind is this last solution. That didn't work. You've exhausted everything in your mind. So you're like, well, I need to finish the game. I want to finish the game. Let me go to a walkthrough and see what the solution is. I wouldn't necessarily call that cheating. But this person clarified something for me. He said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, if you give a hint, that's not cheating. I like that thought. See, I'm so used to the idea of walkthroughs. You don't really find hints on the internet anymore. The internet is just spoiler territory, right? You got the walkthroughs. You got YouTube videos. Don't let anything happen on a TV show. Just stay off Twitter. Stay off the internet. Stay off Yahoo and AOL. Just stay away. Spoilers everywhere. So the idea of hints, it kind of got away from me in my preparing for this show so i totally agree with that comment and i changed my mind walkthroughs and youtube videos are cheating especially in the context of video uh puzzle games i agree totally agree when you bring hints into the equation then yes something that completely gives away the answer is considered cheating now, what if you can't get a hold of hints? Go on a discussion board. I go on GameFAQs. Hey, can I get a hint? You could do that. That's totally fine. Now, I don't know if anybody would actually give you a hint. Now, I will say, sometimes hints aren't exactly great. 
Sometimes hints just lead you right to the answer. The hint basically is the answer without actually saying the answer. So even hints are on thin ice. So even that gets a little gray. But I totally like the idea. Hints. It's a great thought. Really like it. I also read up on the uh, entire interview with Jonathan Blow. It was on Polygon, where he said that only 1% of players will actually beat the level. That's a paraphrase. But he also said that he was thinking about making the level easier because the level is so hard. I found that fascinating. Considering everything that I brought up on Wednesday, I found that very fascinating. Because everybody who says it's about the challenge, even he, the creator who wanted a challenge, which we agree that's, that's definitely a reason, found maybe that might be a little too hard. He said he'll ship it. He'll more than likely ship it, leaving it as difficult as it is. But he's considering making it easier. Hmm. I find that a little bit fascinating. This song is Earth by Jesper Keed. It's from the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack, which you can find on something.com. It's S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. This is Progress Bar.
That is Earth by Jesper Keed. You can find that on the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack on something.com. S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. Something.com. There's been a lot of Halo 5 Warzone coverage that's come out recently. So I've been checking that out. And you, you probably already know. Halo 5 has microtransactions. Warzone has microtransactions. But apparently... Warzone and microtransactions are all late game stuff. So what I mean is, you can buy weapons that are stronger. You can buy vehicles that are stronger using in-game money. You could also earn it by grinding in whatever way. That wasn't necessarily articulated, at least in the video that I saw on GameSpot. But you can earn them in-game. But you don't actually use them until later in a Warzone match. They called it late-game stuff. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't know if that means in the last five minutes. I don't know if that means in the last 300 points on your team. I don't know if that means the last amount of points on both teams. I don't know what that means. It wasn't clarified. But you can't use the weapons until later in the match. But either way, the microtransactions boil down to stronger weapons, stronger vehicles. If you can afford them, or if you want to buy them. Welcome to the chat, El Zorro. So what determines late game? No idea. I think once we figure that out, we'll be able to figure out how balanced all of that is. But for now, we're just going to have to speculate. So let's just say that late game is as fair and balanced as we can conceive. Whatever you think late game balance would be, use that. I'm just going to say the last five minutes of a match. I don't know if that would actually be balanced. I'm just going to say that for now. So let's just say it's the most perfect balance it could be. What if I'm getting blown out? I got access to these weapons later later in the game. I don't know. Warzone goes up to a thousand points. There's a lot of objectives you can do. You can kill elite bosses. You could kill other Spartans. You can kill minions, for lack of a better word. You can control points on the map. Do things like that. I'm getting blown out, though. Let's just say I'm losing by 500 points. It's 800 to 300. My team sucks. Five minutes left in the match. I have access to more powerful weapons. Is that really going to make a difference in that match? Probably not. I don't think it would help. If I get a stronger vehicle, maybe. The one thing I do think it might help with is controlling the points. If you can control all three of your opponent's points, you get access to their core. And if you blow up their core, no matter how many points you have, you win the match. If we're talking about late game strategies, that might be an area 
where if I'm getting blown out, I might be able to make a comeback. But if we're talking purely points, I don't see any way to come back from a blowout. So in that instance, having late game weapons, not not such a bad thing. Having weapons that you pay for with real money that you can use only in the late game of a match doesn't sound that bad when you look at it from that perspective. But what if I'm even with you? What if it's 650 to 575? Not terrible. Not terribly far apart. Maybe even closer. 650 to 625. And the match just goes on from there. Real close. Maybe leads are switched every once in a while. I mean, first of all, what's going to happen with late game then? Is it unlocked for everybody at the same time? Again, that's where we need to figure out what late game really means. But if it comes down to that, that's where it gets a little trickier. Because what if the other team has more people with more unlocked, stronger weapons, stronger DMRs, stronger pistols, stronger assault rifles? And my team doesn't. We have some, but not as many. Especially with the veteran players, or at least more skilled players, that's going to make a difference. They're going to be able to wreak more havoc. Now here's the thing. There are AI on the map. So when we're talking about beating the bosses on the maps, that could help us take take control. That could help us win. More powerful weapons means taking down the boss faster. Means taking down minions faster. Stronger vehicles means all of the same stuff. So maybe it's a strategic thing. Working on the AI instead of other players, other Spartans. Maybe that means focusing on control points, trying to destroy their core. I don't know. But it gets a little murkier there. And it doesn't seem as promising anymore. I don't like the idea as much. I see they're trying to balance it, but if we're even and I end up losing the match, I might have the feeling... Man, maybe I should buy some stronger weapons so that I can compete better in the late game of a match. Or at least even matches. You see what that does? I mean, this is all strategic. 343 is trying to make their money. They're giving us 15 maps for free. Quote, unquote. But they got to make up that money somehow. Microtransactions. They got to make it appealing a little bit for you to spend a little money. So in those even matches, that's where you really feel it. That's where you'll feel the, man, if we had if we had more people with more weapons, maybe we would have won that match. Or maybe if I would have had a power weapon in that moment, maybe we could have won. See what they did there? It's a little unfortunate that that's how that's working. But it's microtransactions. 
you know these guys, these big corporations are going to try to goad you into buying something. I'm not buying anything. That's the perspective I'm going to come from. That's how I'm going to play the game. That's how I'm going to tell you about the game. How is it without buying anything? This is all just speculation. Don't really know what's going to happen. It might turn out to be it might turn out to work just fine, but I I am concerned when those matches are close. It'll come down to who's got the better DMR, who's got the better pistol, who's got the better assault rifle, who's got the better ghost. Yozoro says, premium weapons should not exist in a full retail multiplayer release. I agree. But this is what's going on. So, is it fair? Straight up, no. Does it seem more balanced? Maybe. It might work out. It might. But clearly the questions are there. The skepticism is there. And especially when the matches are even, I just don't see it working out that well. But I hope I'm proven wrong. I just don't think it'll happen. This is Cabernet del Pollo. It's by Ram Di Prisco. You can find it on the Guacamele original soundtrack, which is on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar.
That is Caverna del Pollo by Ram Di Prisco. You find that on the Guacamole original soundtrack available on Bandcamp. The song is Running with the Shredder. It's by Ergo Sonic. You can find it on the remixed album Shell Shocked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Remix album, which is available on ocremix.org. Listening to Progress Bar. Shredder by Ergo Sonic. You can find it on the Shell Shocked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles remix album for free at ocremix.org. Join us tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 
podcast is available on Spreaker.com. Speaker with an R. Search Progress Bar Radio. You can follow also, so you always know when we're live. And you can also download it and listen from the Spreaker app on iOS and Android. You can download it from there too. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Come back again tomorrow and I'll talk to you later.